Beyond the Standard is produced by Accreditation Commission for Healthcare. ACHC supports quality improvement and patient safety by offering education and accreditation services that span the continuum of care. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent official policy or positions of the company or companies with which the participants are affiliated. Welcome back. Joining me for this episode of Beyond the Standards is Greg Stoll, who is Associate Director of Education and Training for ACHCU, which is ACHC's educational division. Um, and I'm I'm always enjoy talking to Greg because he has great history with our organization and great knowledge about our programs. Um, thank you, Greg, for your time well, today. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. I want to start by taking a minute, although we're going to focus um, on Academy today, which is a um, a, a new but not new um, enterprise for your team. Um, but I want to start talking bigger picture about ACHCU. Um, I know that education is set up as a separate division within ACHC, and that's primarily because of CMS's concerns that accrediting organizations not provide consulting services. And, um, but, at, but at the same time, education is always a matter of um, teachers teaching and then testing to the material. Um, so we're not, we're not doing consulting. What is it exactly that we're doing as educators? <clears throat> and as you mentioned, the firewall is a very important part of it. Um, we aren't consultants. Uh, we we uh, appreciate the work that the consultants do out there. It's taking information and personalizing to that organization. We, we are educators. We are people that are just bringing the knowledge and the information to them to be able to help them think through how does a particular standard apply to me, apply to my organization, and how does that impact the way that we provide patient care um, as a result of that. So it, it, it's an exciting uh, thing for us to be a part of, and uh, we have we have really been enjoying the opportunity to be able to partner with these organizations uh, in a way, as we said, as you mentioned, that is is separate from that accreditation piece. So we have full full freedom to be able to engage at at, at a much different level. And really, what that firewall means is that there's no exchange of information between the two sides um, when surveyors go out to look at an organization and provide that evaluative survey, um, they don't know if the organization has participated in, you know, one webinar, no webinars, everything we've offered, and they're not the same people um, who would have provided the one-on-one -on -one assistance um, in, in, on the education side, is that right? Oh, that's right. And, you know, you could you could probably say that that in an accreditation setting, um, an organization, uh, it isn't to their advantage to be forthcoming of things that the accreditor may not be asking for. You know, they, they certainly aren't going to offer things to that accreditor. On the education side, we have an open dialogue where they're able to show us processes, they're able to show us paperwork, they're able to show us training and other things that they may not volunteer to the accreditor but they certainly can to us and allow us to give them an honest breakdown of, hey, we feel like that this does meet the intent of that standard or it does not. So it it ends up being very collaborative. It ends up being very conversational. Um, and it can it can be the full gamut. You know, Angela, it can be from 
providing a true detailed gap analysis prior to a survey happening down to a specific need that an organization has that maybe they're expanding into something new or they're looking at, at a new certification or something like that that they would just like to be able to have us come alongside them. And, and uh, it just gives us the freedom to be, uh, I think, more helpful uh, and, and more transparent with the organization on the front end so that they don't have problems or uh, negative uh, experiences on the survey end. Okay, so with that background, let's pivot and talk a little bit about Academy. And I'm going to start at the beginning and just say, what is it? Well, um, Academy was a um, uh, something that that our uh, newest entity that is a part of the ACHC family, HVAP, uh, had been a part of. It was a way for uh, HVAP to be able to communicate um, changes. Uh, uh, other interpretations, other needs. They could be from CMS. They could be standard changes. They could be just process changes. But it was a very focused way to be able to get the people within an organization that are responsible for accreditation together in one place with the people that are that are in charge of the programs to be able to talk about you know, what's going on with the industry, what's going on with standards and those kind of things. When HVAP became part of the ACHC family, <clears throat> we were excited about that. We had never done anything like an academy before. So we were excited about a very focused thing, particularly around um, our facility-based programs, acute care hospitals and ambulatory uh, surgery centers. Um, and, and even now with some laboratory stuff where we can get the people that are responsible for accreditation together with us in a room to where we can have conversations about uh, preparation for survey, changes that are coming, and ultimately to, to drive uh, organizational efficiency when it comes to their preparation uh, for accreditation. The amount of work and the amount of energy that obviously the customers put towards accreditation is, is intense. Uh, and they have just been through some very intense uh, times uh, over the past few years anyway. If we can help them streamline processes by getting them the, the targeted information that they need, uh, that's the goal of this. So we're excited about that. Um, the, the theme of this is uh, leading teams in challenging times, and uh, we're going to speak to that at the, at the event as well. But it's just going to be a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to get together with our customers in a room and to be able to talk about uh, uh, the, the standards and changes and, and things that are coming uh, in, the, in the coming years. So in, in full transparency, and for people that maybe haven't been listening to the podcast from the very beginning, I came to ACHC through that merger with HVAP. And so I will, and, and I had a lot to do with Academy when it was HVAP Academy. And I will say that one of the aspects about the merger that was most exciting to me was that um, our new partner had this educational division because um, for HVAP, as we were growing as an accreditor, our staff had stayed pretty much the same small size and we were giving highly personalized attention to each one of our customers, which we still do as ACHC, but those same people were also tasked with developing all the educational content um, for what was then HVAP Academy. And um, so it started out being very much um, focused on walking customers through the standards and I don't want to say it was dry, 
but maybe it was a little dry. Um, and having the additional resources of your whole team to work on this has really expanded our ability um, to look at bigger topics. Of course, we're still focused to a large extent on, you know, what is the intent of particular standards and especially those standards that we um, see organizations struggling with year after year. Um, but we also can do things like um, add keynotes and um, and have networking events and um, look at standards from a thematic perspective. So I think it's really great to be able to um, give people an opportunity to step back from the individual standards and focus on it in a thematic way. Um, so I'm really excited about um, being able to be back in person. Now, that said, we know that hospitals in particular have experienced an enormous amount of staff staffing stress um, due to the pandemic. And so I know why we're excited about doing this in person, but maybe you could speak a little bit about how that decision was made, because we did do this a couple of times virtually. Um, but now we're going to Vegas. Um, why? Tell me about you, that decision. You, you know, and to speak to the virtual, and and I think, uh, and, and your help and your team's help, obviously, uh, was just immeasurable when we uh, uh, did our first um, academy. Uh, understanding the customers, understanding the process uh, was something that we just so so greatly appreciated. And and I think overall, for a virtual event, it it went pretty well. The, the piece that we miss, though, when we have that virtual event is the conversation and the communication that happens not just between our customers and us, but between our customers and their colleagues. Um, right. And when you go down the list and you did satisfaction surveys for years, that was one of the things that they mentioned um, almost every time is that the ability to have interaction with their colleagues, they learn often as much from them as they do from the educators that are in front of them. So that was certainly a, a part of it. You know, the other thing was we sent out a survey to, uh, I think, well over a thousand customers asking them, what are your plans for attendance to an event? And uh, you know, the, the results came back about 50-50, frankly. Uh, about 50% uh, said that they want to go to, to in-person events because they miss the opportunity to have that interaction. About another 50% said that I don't even know for sure that they didn't also want to attend an in-person event, but they felt like that their organizations may not support them traveling to an in-person event. Um, you know, it was our hope that we could just get the ball rolling again. You had some very, very successful uh, HVAP programs that were in person that people very much enjoyed, and we wanted to to build on that. And we were we were concerned that if we took a third year of doing it virtually, that we would kind of get in a cycle that we may not be able to break out of. So yeah. we 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 know that there will be those that are impacted by travel. We wish that all 
of our uh, HVAP customers could be there and those that are seeking a new, new accreditor could be there, but we recognize that this year may still be a little bit of a challenge for them, um, but we're committed to making sure that we provide a great program for those that are able to be there. And then we're going to reevaluate, frankly, um, at, at this event, we're going to send out set, uh, surveys again, and we're going to get a feel from our, our accredited organizations and let them guide us of how we're going to provide education for the coming year. So registration is open and we're seeing those registrations come in. Um, what are the roles? Who who attends this event? You know, it, it it's designed for both clinical and administrative uh, individuals that have responsibility for compliance with accreditation standard. So we're going to, we have tracks and those tracks are really going to be geared towards the role that you would play uh, in that process. These are our customers that are in the trenches that are really doing the work to make sure that the organization is compliant with our ACHC accreditation requirements and CMS requirements for those facilities. So we're talking about um, accreditation coordinators, clearly. We're talking, or as you know, my, my joke is always that accreditation coordinator in Latin means herding cats. Um, <laughs> so we, we've got not only um, compliance um, ses sessions focused on compliance for them, but also sessions focused on, on leadership and innovation and how they can get better at herding cats. Um, and then we've got directors of quality who will be there and, and um, those with regulatory res responsibilities, um, laboratory managers, I know are another mm -hmm. big category and and one group that you didn't mention but is this is such a good conference for them are the facilities managers um because absolutely. they are absolutely unsung heroes keeping those facilities in compliance from a life safety and emergency management perspective and this is one of the few conferences, I think, where um, while they have their own track, there are lots of opportunities for uh, synergies with those clinical and administrative folks and hospitals in particular that are very uh, compliant with uh, the physical environment, emergency management, life safety standards are those where their facilities people work closely with their clinical and administrative people where they're rounding together where their um you know clinical people understand why they don't prop doors open um and and little things that you know you wouldn't even think of necessarily when you've got your facilities people really embedded with your clinical people it makes everybody's job easier because everybody understands that they're all working toward the same goal um, just from different perspectives. I am really excited about that track and the uh, content that has been uh, created, the educators that are going to be coming. Um, that's going to be an exciting track. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by that. Uh, I I will probably sneak into a lot of those sessions myself. Yeah. Uh, but it is. Uh, I I think your point is so so important. The 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 synergies between administrative, clinical, and facilities is really the key. Uh, when we saw our systems stretched over the past couple of years, um, uh, that synergy between them was was stretched, and uh, we are. Uh, 
very much uh, appreciative uh, as a public, but also appreciative as an accreditor of the work that our facilities folks have done uh, in uh, uh, the, the, the physical environment world uh, was one that was was stretched uh, to, a, to a limit. And so I'm excited about the group that we put together. I think it's going to be a fantastic uh, presentation for them. Yeah. So um, I know we're getting toward the end of our time together, but um, um, one more thing I wanted to touch on with you was um, the keynotes. So in the past, we've had, you know, one, between one and two, three keynotes um, for each academy. And um, we've often brought in um, outside speakers to do those. And this time we've got three keynotes from three of ACHC's senior leaders. And I'm just curious why we decided to keep it in-house this year and what are they talking about? You know, the theme, uh, leading teams in challenging times, I, I, we, we don't want to make this about COVID. And, and so this is not another uh, conference that's going to be talking about lessons learned from COVID and all that. What what we did learn through this past period, though, is is that um, not only did our staff get stretched, but leadership was stretched as well. And how we lead in times of challenge, um, a lot of lessons have been learned. Our organization was really on the top of that list as well. We had to, ACHC had to rethink the way we did virtually everything um, and got very creative in that. And we really saw that response from our leadership. Um, so we do have folks that that are coming and, and going to be going to be sharing about experiences that we had. Uh, they're going to give uh, personal life examples, and we're going to talk about things that we saw with our customers. Um, I, I'm I'm very very excited about uh, this. This is not uh, uh, talking about uh, just ACHC, but just lessons that we have learned uh, through this time and and how they uh, navigated uh, leadership. So. Very excited about uh, uh, these these keynotes. Uh, I like having outside folks too, and I like being entertained. But we really felt like that it was appropriate, particularly for those that may be uh, newer to ACHC, uh, understanding the organization and the structure and how we're set up. I think could be of of tremendous benefit to them. But we also get people attending these that are um, looking for an accreditor and looking to see if ACHC is a solution potential for them. And I think understanding our leadership, their focus, uh, really would allow an organization to better understand who they are choosing as their accreditor. So very excited to be able to have our leadership there, our senior leadership uh, sharing with us, I think, each of the days of the conference. So uh, I'm very excited about that. Well, I'm excited, too. I'm excited that I'm going to be there. I'm sure I will be um, rushing around trying to help wherever there are opportunities, but I look forward to um, meeting as many of the attendees as possible and sitting in on as many sessions as possible. And um, thank you, Greg, to you and your team for the very hard work that they've put in. I know that as soon as one academy is over, planning for the next one starts. Um, and we look forward to the, to the future of ACHCU Academy. So thanks again for your time today. Really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure, and I look forward to seeing everybody out in Vegas in December. Sounds great. Beyond the Standard is a production of Accreditation Commission for Healthcare, providers of accreditation services for a wide range of community-based healthcare providers, including home health, pharmacy, demi-pose, home infusion therapy, behavioral health, 
palliative care, hospice, and renal dialysis, as well as hospitals, laboratories, and ambulatory surgery centers. Each episode of Beyond the Standard takes a look at an impactful idea for healthcare provider organizations. We're especially interested in those that help organizations improve as they seek to meet the needs of their communities and the patients that depend on them. ACHC is by providers for providers. Before you go, share your feedback by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and check out our schedule so you don't miss upcoming episodes. For more information about ACHC accreditation, visit achc.org. While you're there, you can subscribe to this podcast and sign up for our newsletters.